0: Who's at the Cottage, a show about getting away, being away, and all the things that happen in between. Every week, we invite a bunch of friends to join us for great conversation and lots of laughs. Who's at the Cottage is supported by Grill Time Gourmet Meat Shop. Receive $5 off your next order when you mention the podcast. Grill Time at 62 Layer Drive in Leaside. Take out or cookout. come and get it.
1: Offer available until September 4th, 2017.
0: Support for this podcast comes from the fine folks at Neal Brothers, an iconic tastemaker of extraordinary foods.
1: Welcome to Who's at the Cottage? I'm your host, Maureen Norman, and uh, I'm a lifelong cottager and love cottaging, and I'm with my pal Mel today, and Mel's a city girl, but she's uh, tempted by the allure of the Great White North, and we're also... Maybe. Maybe. To Be Determined. We're also joined by Chris. Chris is a buddy who grew up in cottage country and uh, lives in the city now, but certainly maintains his presence in cottage
2: country. I lead a double life. I am am a double lifer.
1: Double lifer. Yeah. Intriguing. So, um, did you guys want to jump in and say a little bit about uh, what
3: we're talking about today? Okay. First off, I'm Mary Ellen Lett, but everybody calls me Mel. uh, And Chris?
2: I am Chris Worth, and uh, people just call me. Uh, well, call me late for dinner. They come. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but they call me Chris. So this week we're talking about visiting,
1: just visiting. Some folks own, some folks rent, some folks cottage
3: hop. It's a thing. It's about being a guest. It's about being a guest. Why don't you introduce our guests, Mel? So our guests today are Michelle Catchpole and, and Jeff Wood. And why do we have these two great folks?
1: Why here do tonight? we? Well, it's a funny story. Michelle is probably my first ever cottage guest, or lifelong friends. As kids, we spent a lot of time together in the summer, and uh, Michelle has some stories to tell. I like to think I gave you your love of guesting. Not cottaging. You probably loved cottaging already. But I think maybe I had something to do with figuring out how to be a good guest and how not to be a good guest. Yeah,
4: if I did anything wrong, you. Put me in my place I'm sure. Oh, that's <laughs> just wonderful
1: So that made me a we bad host That made me a bad host <laughs> All right And I then, what
2: happens at the cottage mm, at
1: the cottage oh, it Could be well, Jeff,
2: that is what's supposed to be what's happening But uh, apparently not tonight so After
1: 40 years,
4: we can let it out of the
1: vault, I think Maybe In small increments uh, So Jeff, you've jumped in there I know that you told us recently that you are no longer a cottage owner And you're happy about that You want to tell us about that? Does that mean you're a permanent guest
5: now?
6: I love being a permanent guest. Do you? Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. You love being a permanent guest. I forgot to introduce Andy. Andy, did you want to say hello? We're sitting around Andy's grill. We've just had a fabulous grilled salmon, and Andy is a grill master who also hosts Jeff as his guest frequently. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a good <laughs> guest? <It's laughs> is he a good guest, Andy?
7: Je- Jeff Jeff has mastered being a guest he he and his wife diana are, are frequent uh, guests uh, they even know where the key is if they ever want we let them go if they uh, where he stores his canoe there the canoe was like an opening as soon as this, the canoe is stored there he knows he can go up there anytime and use it whenever he wants so that
3: is a vote of confidence so he's the guest that keeps coming back i yeah. try
7: to keep a couple of <laughs> bottles of
6: liquor there i'm not sure if they're still there
5: wow
3: and would
1: that <laughs> that's <be> where those
6: <laughs> bottles keep
5: coming from
1: <laughs> amazing would that be as a gift because that's something I want to talk about: great gifts and terrible gifts.
6: Ah, uh, well, there's you know, there's a little bit of gifting and there's a little bit of me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So tell us, uh, why did you give up your cottage? Uh, you know, wh- what made you decide to do that, and uh, how happy are you not owning?
6: Well. Uh- to a large extent, my ex-wife is really enjoying the cottage right oh, now. I, <laughs> see, I see.
1: I see. Okay, mm-hmm. should we move on? That would be fantastic. <laughs> okay. Bit of
6: a sore point. <laughs>
1: so, you know, I think it's great to be a guest, and especially to have a pal like Andy. It's wonderful. Mel, take note, because you're not sure about jumping into this Well, this, this is game. why I think
3: it, it's better to be a guest than to own one, because it's the second house to look after. Yeah, for sure. And that's something we were going to talk about.
1: There so, is that.
3: The work. So, uh, we have touched on this
1: before that when guys get together at the cottage there's projects when the ladies do it's not it's more more about food and entertainment enjoying and scrapbooking
7: and well, no, no, you never. will never catch me the project for the ladies is getting those wine bottles open a little faster exactly. yeah.
1: yeah michelle do you concur i concur wholeheartedly so why don't you tell us in your world After learning how to be a guest with uh, (laughs) me at the age of 12, 12, what your experience is, because I know you have many great cottage uh, friends and relationships and you do a lot of great getaways in the summer. Um, I have one, I would say,
4: regular cottage getaway that's been happening for about the last 15 years with the same group of women. Um, And it's more or less the same every year. And that's what we look forward to. Um, the wine, the food, certainly all about the wine and the food, I would say. Amen. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're actually considering um, writing a cookbook. We have one woman in the group who's you know, starting to edit all of our recipes that we've gathered over the years. So it's, it's actually... Um,
2: that's an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah sort of everybody coming there together. the market for it? I
4: don't know. Thanks. So listen, I'm
1: going to invite Andy to jump in there because he's got an idea, and maybe you should all get together. They may overlap, they may not. Am I telling secrets I shouldn't be, Andy?
7: I think um, I've had this cookbook idea for a while, <laughs> and it has been thrown around as a concept up at our cottage. There's always an indulgence there. You know, you're at the cottage. There's a feel-good thing going on that isn't happening in the city. You're with your pals. You're with your friends. You're with your neighbors you eat you drink you enjoy and uh to do that um calories are are always a factor for the ladies especially but i I don't care i think i think when you're at the cottage (laughs) calories don't count and to me that's the name of the book calories don't count at the cottage
2: i love
5: it does that resonate i love
7: it and a whole bunch of recipes about entertaining groups of people um you know, out on the deck, out on the dock, whatever that is.
2: Well, I think you're right, Andy. I mean, I think people see cottage or the cottage experience as an opportunity to really do something I wouldn't normally do at home. You know, something uh, that you can take the time, really take the time and relax. And it doesn't matter how long it takes to, to cook or to prepare because you're doing it in a in a comfortable setting and people are sitting around and enjoying the company and and there's no pressures, there's, there isn't the same pressure of home. And, and I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a fabulous idea.
4: Although I do have to say, when you get a group of women together, <laughs> there there actually is a bit of pressure.
2: Really?
3: When
4: you're deciding on what you're going to
3: cook.
1: Like competitive
3: pressure? A little oh. bit. I get that, yeah. Yeah. It's competitive
7: not, we're not, in terms not, of the quality is, of the product or the caloric content of the no. product? No, the no, quality
4: of the yeah, product. nobody cares quality. about These calories. There's some high-end tasting yes, in this. Because yeah. some cooks yeah. are better <laughs> than others.
3: Yeah, and you so, don't want to disappoint. That's right. Wow. It's, it's a friendly heavy. competition. It's not uh, yeah. mean-spirited, but I, I understand where you're
1: coming okay, from. Okay, so when have you knocked it out of the park, and when have you not? Oh,
4: <laughs> oh now see, you're just putting me on the spot. Well, recently, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I did a French toast, easy bake type of thing. You know, all because you're, ba- you're preparing for a large group. You're mm. always looking for that casserole,
3: you know, one pot dish type of thing um yeah, i, I remember good. one time actually being at a friend's cottage and it was there was a stove i was not familiar with it was an mm. induction stove oh, okay so the light's coming on it's coming off and i'm trying to make french toast for about 15 people it was a nightmare because i couldn't get a sense of whether this thing was being cooked or not so it was just a night and i was stressed out because there were 15 of us and to your point you know you're trying to impress people and So that Mm -hmm. made you a bad guest, probably. (laughs) I guess, although I did clean up afterwards, so no, I wasn't so bad, but it was uh, not one of my better meals. So so I have a
6: question. So before you go on one of these girls' weekend, is there a a logistics plan, like who's doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner, so you don't all show up with the same... Yes, Mm -hmm. most definitely. And there's
3: always way more food than you need. Always. Which is a good thing, but...
4: No, quite often we end up bringing... Cheese is usually involved. involved. Cheese and, yeah, chips and dips. Now,
1: I know. know you love dips. And yes. you make some great dips. Is that going to make I've it? been in- told. Is that going to make it dips. into the cookbook? Yes, tuna dip. Tuna dip. <laughs> tuna, dip. <laughs> I tuna dip.
4: Tuna dip. Wow, it's a it's a no fail. Yeah. Is I've there
6: f- is there one meal though that like the, the 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 one person gets to cook that is sort of acknowledges the superstar of the of the the hostess the host oh the hostess oh, does on the, the, f- the generally it's,
4: okay. it's, it's normally it's a two night you know weekend Friday okay. Saturday night and. Most often, the the host hostess in this case um, cooks the first night because she's a the bit of a foodie, night. so she enjoys. I think that's
6: so her the way. So b- the bar is set. Early
7: yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, really.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. Why, why do you Most keep definitely. going back?
3: Cause it's fun. Because
1: yeah. there's, <laughs> <wine>, there's, <wine. laughs> there's wine.
7: There's wine. There's, there's wine. Michelle, does through. anyone? Does anyone? Does anyone fire up the grill? Yes. On The ladies' weekends.
1: Yes. Wow. Do
7: tell. The,
2: la- the ladies fire up the grill. Yeah. yeah. Love that.
3: Because it's a ladies-only weekend.
4: I am quite that. often, I find myself standing at the grill.
3: But you don't start it, though. No, I, I do not start you it. See, I'm with yeah. you on that. Why? <laughs> Are you not able I'm to It's
4: not something that I, well, it's a very massive grill at this particular cottage. It's not, I'm not comfortable with it.
1: I see. But I'll happily
4: stand over it and flip the meal bacon. And
1: now, we must point out you're also an anomaly because at home in the city, you grill, not your hubby.
4: Yes, I do. Yeah, That might be a bit of a control thing more than anything.
1: (laughs) Admittedly. You're you're constantly practicing for that big weekend when you've really got to perform. That's it. Practice makes perfect. So I want to flip back to Jeff for a minute. But actually, first of all, we have time now for...
0: Ask Andy Anything. Each week, one of our guests asks Andy a question. Here's this week's... Andy, what do you do when unexpected guests show up?
3: (laughs) Run. <laughs> Lock the doors and pretend you're not home. You know,
7: it's funny. So, unexpected guests are going to show up like a half hour before what would normally be dinner time? Yes. What we're Let's go with it. <laughs> what go else with would it. they show up? <laughs> what the hell are you going to do? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a tough, tough question. Um, and then, of course, how many guests? If it's just one or two, and you're already feeding eight. Guests don't come not a ones. big. How, gra- <laughs>
1: how gracious are you when this happens? I was thinking that. What do, uh, would you go without? <laughs> they never come empty-handed, though,
4: sure. No, I,
7: I, I think what you, I mean, whatever you have organized for dinner, you're, you're past the point of no return. That carries on. Hopefully, you have one more thing. So it's that
3: Mary Tyler Moore episode where they cut the... <laughs> pieces of chicken or whatever Mary Tyler is. Moore,
7: is that a show that <laughs> was on? Like, you know, Andy, nice. I was thinking exactly the same thing. I'm, I'm 21, about, I don't wow,
2: think, I've just I've heard about that. Heard. There's a cultural <laughs> reference I haven't heard in, I don't yeah. know, 40 years. Yeah.
7: So, so, uh, so, so assuming you've got dinner under control for your existing guests and two more people show up or four or whatever, you've got to throw something else into the mix. So it's probably not a bad idea. to I think a lot of people always have a stash in the freezer. But what can you cook from frozen? Because cooking from frozen is not ideal. So what you really want is probably something to have uh, in the freezer that can be quickly entered into the mix of your menu offerings that night. You're probably, if you're doing a mixed grill, hopefully you've got one more thing you can add to the add to the mix. There's always. <laughs>
1: Do you find that you keep yourself prepared? Because I know you have a great place and everybody loves to crash, and it's not uncommon at
7: all for you. I tend not to plan for unexpected guests, uh, because <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> no, no. Take the hint. Uh, Jeff, Jeff's always, always is an expected guest. And we always have, <laughs> uh, uh, like Michelle said, we've always uh, prepared, uh, what meal, what they're going to bring. We know, and they always bring it and more, uh, Including that stash that goes into the liquor cupboard. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: assuming most people bring booze or wine or something. I don't know. Do you show that. up empty. Yeah, you definitely a no.
7: bad guest if you don't. As a cottage owner, as a cottage owner, you know the, the advice to cottage guests is never show up empty-handed. Oh, don't, just don't, just yeah. don't do that. Just
2: re- and and please, please, can we go away with the scented candles and the <laughs> the olive oils and the you know I come up bring food? F- food is an entirely acceptable uh,
7: gift. Unexpected food, though, isn't always a gift. I think the Fair gift is a, is a really nice bottle of wine yeah. that can be yeah. opened and enjoyed collectively at uh, dinner. Yeah. Uh, perhaps a six-pack or 12-pack I mean, of Amsterdam beer. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that, that can just go in the fridge. And That's Whether right. it gets consumed that weekend or it goes into the inventory of the cottage owner, uh, it's yeah. always, always very much appreciated.
2: That's right.
6: I had a, I had a great uh, thing happen to me. I was, I was a cottage owner for about 20 years, and I had a guy show up. With a half a bottle of wine, (laughs) a
2: half a (laughs) bottle. (laughs) What did you drink? The other half on the way, or how did that work? I wasn't sure how to take that. Mm. Uh, He he handed
3: it to you, or he just held on to it. Did you know him well? I mean, he was this
5: guy. uh, What's his
3: name? Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I think I dated him actually.
7: He was—he was half a, blo- a bottle of wine <laughs> and one of those crazy straws coming out of it. He was probably <laughs> sipping on it in this car.
6: It, it was so pathetic. It was funny. I have to say, you know, I mean, here, 20 years later, I'm still talking about it. So I guess <laughs> he left an impression. <laughs> he an impression. Maybe that's
1: what he wanted. He did. And will he know himself if he hears this show? Will he be able to identify himself? Is he still a friend?
6: he was never a friend he was, oh. he, was, he was he was he was you know you know these these boyfriends it, yeah. of, of family members that kind oh, of yeah. show up once and never show up again yeah <laughs> that was him
1: yeah and and happily so right yeah happily so right okay so but that, is the bottle half full or half empty
2: <laughs> it was definitely half empty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm going to go with half empty for sure half
1: empty on route okay. half emptied it was half emptied on <laughs> route so let's go back to the idea of being a good guest um michelle was telling me this fascinating phenomenon that happens whereby She's, uh, by extension, a guest because she's aligned herself with key people. There are key people who are coveted as guests.
2: Interesting. I guess they bring great guests. So they're they- on that
1: guest list. <laughs> well, yeah,
4: I have one good friend who is clearly a, an exceptional guest because they, yeah, cottage hop to reference your early um, mention cottage hopping. They do that exceptionally well. And... On occasion, I have had the honor to be her, the guest of the guests. This so is I, fascinating. A tertiary guest, I guess you would well, say. A, like
2: traveling companion, or no, it's like
4: I get the secondary invite. Nice. So they've been invited.
2: Oh, so and so is coming. So why don't you come too?
4: No, it's like they're given the cottage for the week type of thing. So then I'm oh. her guest. So I'm the oh, guest of the so, guest. Okay,
2: oh. okay. So it's not really. It's not like no. Guessed.
4: The the owner of the cottage is. More often not there.
2: Yeah.
3: Now, I'm just curious because when I've been to cottages (laughs) with a group of women, the big thing is the day we're all leaving it, maybe we've been there two days. So it's not like we've trashed the place and made a mess, but we're all expected to clean it from top to bottom and leave it in better condition (laughs) than when we showed up. And I'm thinking if I wanted that, I could have stayed somewhere on myself, you know. I wouldn't have to do all that work. <laughs> so for men, is it the same Bad thing? Bad guest, Mel. I'm going to go ahead and say no. Listen, I, I will, I'm, I'm tidy, I'm neat, but you know, I don't need to vacuum and wipe down the fridge. I agree. No, you do, do you have
2: know
7: what I'm to saying? do that. Yeah, yeah you do. do. men? You have to do that. Yeah, you do. Okay. But well, when do you walk into your that? cottage having not been there for the week, you don't want to walk into last weekend's mess. That's right. No, but we leave It's it. not pristine like a hotel room. But, but that's what I'm it's saying. Half, they it's women halfway or three quarters of the way there. for Women sure.
3: leave it like it's been cleaned for the first time in you know, ever, yeah. ever, and it's pristine. Whereas men, I don't think.
6: But no, that's why hostesses have girls weekends. Yeah, <laughs> and
3: that's hence why I don't like cleaning ladies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Top of the fridge gets cleaned for the first time She's in, like, no all dummy. year.
7: <laughs> Those <laughs> are the chores that the women do on the women's weekend. Yeah. The, the, guys, guessing, the guys take out the dock and put exactly. in the dock. Exactly. I'm guessing men don't do that. Winterize. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you ever wipe down the top of the fridge visiting somebody's cottage? No. No. <laughs> no. Not yeah. happening. So, uh, back to the subject of gifts. Chris, you mentioned the infused olive oil, oh any olive oil, So then fact. if
3: it's, it's not... Okay, you like booze, wine, so what yeah. else is a good gift? Say you've got people who... Is, do they even exist? Don't drink?
1: I'm going to throw something out there, and I think Jeff has something to say about this. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think a great gift is anything baked, anything pastry, and in particular, the <gasps> Canadian favorite,
3: Butter Tarts. Butter Tarts.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> so we're going to go around the table, and then we're going to talk to Jeff because he did something fabulous with Butter Tarts. I'm a raisin girl. Michelle? Definitely raisins. I can Sarah, go either
4: way.
6: so I have to leave now. <laughs> I'm with you. You're I'm going you, nowhere. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Jeff
7: Jeff here is his bus. It's coming right now. Yeah. No, you
2: know what? I could go either way. Uh raisins, no raisins. No nuts. No
3: nuts. No nuts. Oh. Definitely, I agree. Yeah, no, I, nuts. no nuts. No nuts. Mel?
2: It's a sad crowd here tonight. It's
3: pathetic. Nuts. They have to have <laughs> nuts in them or I don't even bother. And raisins, ugh, I will pick them out.
6: If you don't like your hosts, you
7: bring a raisin for
6: <laughs> Right on, Jeff. Really?
3: I like him. Okay, wait, we didn't hear
1: from ra- Andy. Yeah, no,
7: ra- uh, just having experience uh, selling butter tarts in my retail business, raisin is the lowest seller by far. Amen. You can exactly. never go wrong with plain or, no, or original no. yeah, because it's plain. not offensive. Yes. There are those that don't like nuts, but, but a great pecan They're tart is, is phenomenal. You can try yeah, to salvage it
6: by maybe soaking too. the raisins in whiskey or rum. Right, mm, maybe. Right, really.
2: But Andy makes a good point, and, and uh, unintentionally, I think you had you add nuts. You're not selling a butter tart. You're now talking about a pecan No, tart. no, no, yeah, no, no. no, no, That's a different it's thing still in my a brain. Butter
7: but tart. Uh, I think we're splitting hairs here. Maybe, if if maybe. I make you a cheeseburger and you put <laughs> lettuce and tomato on it, what is it? Exactly. Yeah, all, right, <laughs> it's it's a, <laughs> all right, fair enough.
2: All right, fair enough. All okay. right. point take. <laughs> point take.
1: Hang on. Is it always a pecan?
7: As Arguably, as you, you can
2: throw in a what? walnut. Walnut, well, I mean,
4: you can walnut? put walnuts in no. butter tarts. Well, or. Okay,
1: I'm going to defer to Jeff because you did this great thing. You created a tour, 50 stops, all butter tarts. Tell us about that.
6: Well, we were trying to figure out a, something that connects all these little communities in cottage country, and being in uh, southern Ontario, butter tarts rose to the top as being this great thing that. that um, really gave people a a taste of of what they couldn't get in Toronto. And uh, every place has its own signature butter tart that we thought uh, worked really well in combination with one another, (laughs) as long as calories don't count. That's right. Right. And
2: Andy, being the incredible host that he is, is now passing around a plate, a plate (laughs) of butter tarts. This is
5: crazy.
2: Oh.
1: Now, listen, to be fair... These butter tarts were not on no, no. Jeff's tour, but they are from the Maid's Cottage, and oh, they are award-winning butter them, tarts. Yes.
3: Delicious. Thank you very much,
1: but I'm sure they do contesting in the Northumberland Kawartha tour as well, they Jeff, do they? They yeah.
6: do, but the, um, mm. I think the important thing for, for our listeners to understand is this is a cottage butter tart, and that's, uh, that's quite distinct from what People consider to be Toronto's best butter tart. Sure. They're completely different entities. Um,
4: what about so a smaller city <laughs> or a town? Well, I, I, I only asked this because I was in Kingston recently and I bought a butter tart. Was, 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 your,
6: was, was your Kingston butter tart similar to the one you're eating right now?
4: Wasn't as good. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, I mean, but in terms of like, when you um, looked at it, was it sort of basically similar? Yeah. Okay. The, the, yeah. The, hand the, the, rolled pastry. The number one butter tart in Toronto doesn't look anything like this. Mm. Mm. So it's. Uh, These are better. <laughs> you know, well, it's a um, it's a matter of opinion, but.
1: Is it all fancy Toronto-ed up kind of butter tart? Well, well, that Toronto well, butter what tart? I
6: love about a cottage butter tart is its irregularity. That's right. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's not trying to look pretty. Mm-hmm. It's just delicious. Whereas a Toronto Butter Tart has to look, mm. you know... Like a world-class perfect. Butter Tart. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, of what only Toronto could, could possibly produce. Right. So right. Uh, I, uh, I've i always been a big fan of, of a cottage-style Butter Tart. Interesting. But there's... there's that homemade look. That homemade uh, you know, feel. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be that homemade look. Mm. The, the, the challenge for and every Butter Tart maker is to try to replicate the Butter Tart... That you remember from your youth. There's no possible way they can ever do that. They can never come close to what your mother or your grandmother could do, or your grandmother. My grandmother. It doesn't matter what I say about my butter tart. It won't. It, it won't possibly compete. That's right. So. And so, it's such a Canadian so, thing. So this has to be no no. No higher than number two, uh,
2: absolutely. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. Absolutely, can
1: only ever be two at
2: can, best. Yes. Oh, if, yeah. I, if I told my wife I had a number one butter tart, I would I would no longer have a wife.
1: <laughs> yeah, you you'd be I did, out of the cottage. Game, <laughs> game over. Game over. Yeah, yeah. never going back. No. Nope. So, did you sample all fifty, Jeff?
2: I have
6: sampled 50-plus more. Mm. Wow. And you
2: are surprisingly spelt, my friend. Well, I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
6: I, in fact, I actually run between all the different bakeries, <laughs> <laughs> to be clear.
2: Uh, this explains it. Okay, now I understand. <laughs>
6: um, but, I mean, f- you know, the, the, the area that I created the butter tart tour for isn't the only place in Ontario where there's great butter tarts. I mean, sure. I've had butter tarts all across the province. Interestingly, it's uh, it's very much an Ontario phenomenon. Is it? It's uh, y- you don't find butter tarts in Quebec; those are called sugar pies. Mm. And you don't find butter tarts out west. Um, and you
3: don't find them in the states.
6: You don't find them in the states. You have you have pecan pies in yeah. the states, but you don't have butter tarts. So this this is a a, a really un- an Ontario uh, um, uh, thing. And I I was disappointed. There's a most recent MacLean's article about. Uh, foods that are distinctly Canadian, as part of our, you know, our Canada 150, and butter tarts didn't make the top oh five. That shocks me. Yeah. yeah,
2: They didn't make the top five? Didn't make
6: the top five, surprisingly, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked.
2: I, had f- I need to write a strongly worded email. That's what I need to do right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Excuse me, I need to go write an email.
3: <laughs> I had my friend uh, staying with me the last couple of days, and she's from Phoenix, originally from Toronto. And she was saying that her American friends actually asked her recently, have have you heard of this butter tarts? And she said, of course, you know, blah, blah. And she she said, of course I have. And they said, well, what do they taste like? Could you bring us back some? So she did on her last trip up here. And they're all hooked. So she was saying she could really open a little bakery down there. She'd call it the Desert Tart. Huh? and make a killing, because the Canadians that stay down there, they can't get them. Huge. And Huge. now the Huge. Americans, no she's engines. got them hooked on yeah. and it. And now
1: we've just told everybody. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sorry she to needs your friend. To
1: get on that. Yeah. <laughs> <and laughs> <get laughs> right away. Yeah. Actually, I'm taking notes. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, no, excellent. What do you guys think of the butter tart you're eating right now? It's
2: spectacular. Uh, can,
6: can it's still be, a number two. Can you be, can you be really <laughs> specific as to
2: what you like about yes, it? Yes, I can. <clears throat> First of all, the pastry. The pastry is... Mm. delightful it is uh it's light it's fluffy it's, it's crumbly crumbly mm-hmm. as, opposed um, as opposed to flaky as opposed and and, and those, Absolutely. Are, those are two camps right 100 right. <laughs> 100 okay, okay, okay. yeah. and and the filling is um it's creamy it's it's a little bit runny yeah. not overly it's not like running down my fingers you aren't wearing it i am not wearing okay. it but it's but runny enough
7: one of the reasons it's a little runny tonight is the cottage is a bit warm in here. Right. And it's normally at room temperature, like a standard room temperature, it's a little thicker yep. than it is No, right but now.
2: I actually like it this way. It's yeah. it's good, and, and it's got just a hint of maple um, delicious. That, that I'm just, I'm really loving this.
1: So over here in the raisin camp, I'm, I'm going to say the table is there. very divided. I'm the going to say, which
3: make we're, we're going to ignore a little for the bit time better. being. Jeff and I <laughs> oh, are on raisins. our own over here in the next We're
1: missing the raisin over here. Uh Soaked or otherwise, rum-soaked or otherwise, I'll also say that I, I don't like runny. I like, I like a little firmness to my <laughs> filling. Mm. That would be my preference. So, <laughs> But not
7: over-firm. Not,
1: no. Not, it's got to be like al dente butter tart. <laughs> Just <laughs> to the bite. Maureen, I,
6: I'm going to be really radical here. <laughs> Try freezing your butter tart. Really? Oh, <laughs> my God. You pull it <laughs> out of the freezer... It'd be and like candy. It, mm. it, it it doesn't take long to soften up, but you take a really runny butter tart, you put it in the freezer, stick it in your mouth. Mm. Oh my god!
1: Amazing. <laughs> All at once. I
2: think well, <laughs> to be it, fits. <laughs> it fits. I mean, you know, I'm not here to judge. I'm just, uh,
6: I don't know
5: how I feel I about, about that comment. <laughs> uh,
1: I will definitely try that. I will definitely give that a try. The, they're fantastic. I agree with everything Chris said. I'm mm. in the crumble camp not the flaky camp at all so uh well i, I don't know if there's much more to say about butter tarts. are you kidding me i could <laughs> go on <laughs> i could go <laughs> on all night <laughs> well you know what perhaps we will but right now it's time for chris gets curious what are I you do curious, curious about I this you get
2: curious so uh, now we're going away from from dessert we're going
1: from the sweet to the savory we're
2: going from the sweet to the savory we're going away from from dessert and we're gonna go we're gonna go your essential cottage meal your essential cottage I'll call it a quick lunch. Your quick lunch, are you a hamburger or are you a hot dog? Mm, where do we want to start,
1: Andy? Where
7: are, we, where are we going? Yeah, I think for lunch it's a hot dog. Really? There's nothing like the—I'll just say—the blistering of the casing of a hot dog on a barbecue. <laughs> um, raisins or pecans or not, in a butter tart. You know, do you put cheese? Is it a uh, cheese dog? Um, right. I, uh, but I think the blistering the blistering of the hot dog on the grill, it's the hot uh, to dog. me, for lunch, is a, is a, a decadent uh, indulgence. All right. Mel, what are you thinking?
3: Well, I was going to say Italian sausage, because that's my very favorite. <laughs> oh, but well. Excuse so, me. It's not on the menu. <laughs> I know. So I'll have to go with hot dog with lots of mustard and onion. Okay. Onion. Okay. Uh, cooked or raw? Raw, baby.
2: Wow. Really? Radical. Okay. Radical. Okay, Radical. Jeff, what are you thinking?
6: I was going to say hamburger, and I'm still going to say hamburger. I heard your last we'll podcast your about, okay, uh, about we'll I can't possibly admit a vegetable <laughs> hamburger, so <laughs> I, will, I will definitely not say that.
3: Oh <laughs> Leaves the table at once.
6: But I think a good a juicy sirloin burger okay. works All for right.
2: me. Okay, Michelle?
4: Well, if I showed up as a guest. <laughs> is what you only do. <laughs> 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 exactly. Unexpectedly or otherwise. <laughs> And both hamburgers and hot dogs were on the grill. I would choose the burger. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah, and I'd probably eat it, and then I would go back for a hot dog. Okay. i
2: without,
4: without the I'm bun. bun. No bun. No bun. Definitely. Me, without yeah. the, bun. the bun. Yeah.
7: Maureen would always you cook the bun. extra dogs. <laughs> no bun. want a second one without a bun. So
1: two things that speaks to being prepared for guests who uh. show up. Always an extra pack of hot dogs. Mm. For me, it's a hot dog. That's lunch at the cottage. It's it's hot dogs, and probably the second one both both hot dog but the second one no bun
2: interesting okay yeah i mean for me mostly it's it's hot dog although every now and again you know i like to switch it up and go no you know let's do some burgers because normally burgers for me is more of a
7: dinner thing yeah i agree i agree with that burger burger is more dinner more but isn't an
2: opportunity for hosts to
6: really have fun with their burger more so than with their hot dog you can take your lamb, you can take no. your, your beef, you can take True. your chicken and you can But no you vegetables. Can, you can also, you <laughs> no can also
7: have fun with your wiener, like I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> what you're I was
1: gonna say, are we talking barbecue, foot long? What are we talking about? I don't, I don't know. Apparently yeah.
2: apparently Mel likes Italian.
1: Yeah. Well, uh thank you everyone for your contributions. Um very enlightening, very enlightening. <laughs> uh, have we covered everything about being a good guest and a bad guest? Anything else anybody would like to throw How in? How do you get rid of a, good, a oh, bad guest? great guess? question. How do you get rid of so a bad guest? has anybody here had a guest they wanted rid of? I have. Andy?
7: Yeah, what and I it find wasn't really Andy. works... that wasn't what you were saying. No. <laughs> that wasn't a... I have, Sorry. comma, Andy. Andy, yeah. Oh. What, what I finally find really works is, uh, you know, about 10 o'clock or so, you, uh, you just go get your pajamas on. <laughs> and you say okay good night and you just go to bed. And it works? It worked every time for me.
1: Good tip. <laughs> Excellent tip. Wow, people. S- Clearly S-
7: you did not. Do suddenly that. the music mm-hmm. is only hollow notes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, they could always crash, right? Right? Have you ever felt like you uh, wanted to leave before the weekend was over? Another great question because I've mm. been places where I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not, not my didn't. cottage, right? No,
4: oh never, <laughs> um Yeah, but stuck it out.
1: Stuck it out. You yeah, know, yeah. N- early morning departure. Do they know? Well, I made it.
4: Well, yeah, I said goodbye. No, and thank no. you. I'm not that terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, know, no, they, no. know you they, did did they, they know you left. They know that I was your departure? wanting to leave. Yeah. Yes, I don't. Know Have you been because back? We never discussed it. Yeah. it was, you know, you don't really want to go there. <laughs> it's Good awkward,
6: uh, though, when, when you're responsible for breakfast the next morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right.
4: Yeah, and yeah, you're
7: I not, have never and you're
4: not reneged, part of on, uh, not reneged on any of my meal responsibilities. And you're already left,
7: and you're not part of the cleanup crew anymore <laughs> either, so. right? Yeah.
4: There's a tactic.
7: There's a box mm-hmm. of cornflakes. I got to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: You're one man down on the cleanup crew, for sure. Well, I think that's, uh, that's we've learned a lot. This week, and there's I been some so. great advice. And uh, anything else anybody some would like to drop in? Spectacular butter tarts!
7: Wow! Yeah, I think you. it's time for I think it's time for a boat ride. <gasps> <gasps>
1: great Let's idea. go! Yeah. Right. excellent. Well, thanks again, Andy, for having us around your grill. We've had a great week, and please join us again next week for Who's at the Cottage?
0: Support for this podcast comes from Amsterdam Brewery, brewing damn good beer in Toronto since 1986. Who's at the Cottage is a steak production. Executive producer Maureen Norman. Production supplied by Gat Broadcast Services. Production Assistant Daniel Cowan.